Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. Time now to dip our toe into the vast and ever-expanding ocean of new media and social media with our Open House culture guru, Steve Krieger. Lots to talk about this week after Steve's had a well-deserved break. TV versus the internet, kids' health, and we meet a real-life troll and the big identity question of social media. Steve, welcome back. Thank you, Lee. So much to talk about. So first, Steve, this is a story gathering pace more and more, how internet viewing is overtaking TV viewing, certainly for kids. Yeah, absolutely. So in Britain recently, they've done some research and discovered that the amount of time that kids are spending in front of the internet has now equaled the amount of time they've spent uh, in front of the TV each week. They're looking at around 17 hours for uh, kids aged between 12 and, and 15 years. And this is in part because they've got so many different devices now that they can access the internet on. Uh, so they've got their smartphones, they've got their tablet um, devices, your iPads, that kind of thing, and they've got their computers. So all those devices added up means a lot of time on the internet each week. And it's also more and more meaning kids are multitasking at so many levels. Adults are doing the same as well. We are watching TV while we send a a text message or look at Facebook or play on our iPads. Um, uh, We've got lots of different devices that we're using, but we're never even just using one device at a time. We're kind of chopping and changing uh, between each. And you've got your, your computer open and your phone open and your iPad and you've got music playing. We're being bombarded with uh, messages and information all the time. Steve, one of the interesting dynamics in this is that kids are viewing TV as a passive thing. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, TV... Uh uh, is something that uh, we've always just kind of switched on and, and watched, yes. you know, the idiot box. You, know, you yes. just kind of plonk yourself down on the couch and then uh, switch your brain off for a couple of hours and then kind of re-engage later on. Whereas the internet is a, a device that uh, promotes interaction. You know, you're liking things, you're updating things, you're creating content. Yes. Uh, and so uh, TV, which is, you know, what we've all grown up with until this point um, was not a media that you could interact with and now it's changing uh, the way that um, kids today view media and interact with media. Yes and TV will never be the same again. Mind you this comes at a cost. There's some research in Canada linking this growing amount of time in front of screens often in kids bedrooms linking it all with insomnia and obesity. Yeah, this was interesting. Uh, they said uh, the link is strong that have uh, an hour of additional sleep each night de- decreases the odds of obesity by up to 30%, wow. which is just staggering, isn't yes. it, to think that just an extra hour is uh, so uh, important for uh, reducing the chances of obesity. Um, but the, the challenge here is that there is so... Uh, because our kids have so many devices, um, the opportunities to be distracted in their bedroom uh, are just so high. Uh, they did some research. Uh, kids in, in year five... Uh, half have a TV, DVD player or games console in their bedroom, Uh, 20% have a computer and 17% uh, have a mobile phone, Um, 5%, and I'm sure this number is growing, have all three devices uh, in their room. Uh, And more than half of them, and this wouldn't come as a surprise, report using these devices after they're in bed and, and meant to be 
uh, asleep, um, which is no doubt contributing to the fact that they're not getting as much sleep as they should be, um, which in turn uh, we see uh, there are some, some links to obesity. So it, it's interesting, you know, to, to see what kind of distractions uh, there are in the world that kids are growing up in. We had a, there was a talk uh, at church recently, um, some parents just sharing tips on parenting, and one of their, their big things was just to keep all devices out of the bedroom and make it a safe place, a place that kids can relax free, relax free from all these distractions. So that uh, they're not, um, as we're seeing here, they're able to get some sleep, but they're also not uh, having to multitask. They've got a, a safe place to be, um, free from all the distractions that they face every other hour of the day. They need it. Okay, so now let's go to internet trolls. There was such a lot of coverage of this in recent times. And now we meet a real live troll. Yeah, this lady got a little bit of coverage recently. She was in the City Morning Herald in an article, but she was also on the uh, the SBS Insight program where they met up with a whole bunch of uh, trolls and asked them, you know, why do you do this and, you know, uh, what are your moral standards and how do they allow you to engage in this kind of behaviour? This this woman uh, is, you know, 20-something-year-old woman from Chicago. I think, you know, she's probably got a, a white-collar job. Um, but her hobby is to jump on the internet and basically search for victims, look for people that she can get a reaction from. Mm. Um, they usually on pretty bland kind of topics, uh, uh, but she tries to rile people up um, uh, and uh, offend them and annoy them and get a response uh, from them. You know, when challenged on why she does it, she says, well, people need to learn how to take criticism. Um, and she... It's a strange hobby, really, um, to just troll the internet looking for people to annoy. I would have thought there's better things uh, for uh, people to do, but she's not alone. There are lots of people who enjoy this kind of activity. She actually describes it as an art. Do you think there's anything in what she says about that? Oh, look, I think that's rubbish, to be honest. Uh, I mean, it's interesting... Uh, with that being too controversial, that uh, a lot of um, things that might be uh, inappropriate in other aspects of life, suddenly when you badge them with the title art, are meant to be far more acceptable. <laughs> I mean, there are those terrible um, photographs of, of children that were taken a few years ago um, and up in an art gallery in Sydney. Uh, and then uh, in any other context would be regarded as completely inappropriate and the police would be called. But as soon as you put them in the context of an art gallery, um, it's meant to be okay. And I, I think, you know, in that context uh, and in this, this, this situation here with trolling, you know, uh, annoying people and deliberately seeking to uh, provoke people, particularly when the line in terms of bullying and abuse is so fine, uh, it's, it's, it's not art. It's just inappropriate behaviour. And it gets quite serious, especially when we've seen numbers of occasions when it comes to mocking those who've died and mocking their grieving relatives. Yeah, I mean, we see this you know, more and more. That, you know, people will set up a an RIP page for someone who's died. It's really a tribute page for their yes. friends and family to get on and share um, their reflections on a on a life well lived. Um, and then people who are uh, trolls seek to just infiltrate these pages and say terrible things about these people. Obviously, they don't they, they don't know these people, um, or posting um, you know pornographic pictures uh, or just streams of abuse, and basically hijacking that page and making it rather than a peaceful tribute um, place, they they make it a place of uh, even more pain for these mourners. Now, 
when trolls are asked, you know, most people who self-proclaim trolls are asked about this kind of behaviour. So, oh, this is something that we would never do. Um, but the line is always so uh, blurred uh, between, the, you know, antagonising people and uh, annoying people. It's, you know, the next step is abuse. And then before you know it, you know, that you've slid down that slippery slope. Yeah. Steve, finally, I want to look a bit at the issue of identity and our online world in two ways. One's with Instagram, the other is being unfriended on Facebook. First, Instagram, and an insight into how addictive and consuming our social media world can be. Yeah, this was an interesting story with a guy who's uh, very well known for his thoughts on technology and, and social media, a guy called John Saddington, who recently left Instagram. Now, Instagram's a, um, a social network uh, around photos. You, know, you can take the photo and then add some filters to that photo and then share that photo with, with your friends and, and the people who follow you. And he decided it was time to bail um, on this uh, social network. He felt this ongoing pressure to create content and he found himself, this was interesting, he recognised that he was caring more about his followers than his family. Mm. Um, that he was so often thinking in every situation, what, what do I need to be creating here? What could I share with people here? That he was distancing himself from uh, his own family. Uh, and the kind of phenomenon of or people, you know, always thinking, oh, you know, how could I turn this into a Facebook post? Um, or wouldn't this be a great shot to share with my friends? Yeah. And so much living in that world that we fail to engage and love the people who are um, around us. And he was also struggling with this, and I think a few people do, uh, with how much of your personal life do you share with these people who you don't know? Yes. Um, and so he decided, um, along with his wife, just to cut back um, on that social network. He's still on, on lots of others, but he's made this conscious decision uh, to spend less time uh, doing that particular activity. Although it's somewhat interesting, the issue that had been getting at him is that he was more and more thinking of Instagram as something that should be used for the benefit of other people, as you say, sharing with them. And he realised that he wasn't meeting his own needs and acting primarily for others, which seems to me to be the unwitting height of the narcissism that our social media world is often known for. Yeah, that's right. I think you know, there's, there's different types of people that have been labelled within the uh, the social media world, um, and some people are are sharers. They're people who gather content and then share it with the world, and other people follow them because they are such good collectors of of content. And this is certainly uh, the case with John, uh, but as is the case with people who. Who, who share, who serve, who give, um, they can do that at an unreasonable cost to themselves. I think that's what John uh, was finding, um, and that he had to set some limits uh, around his sharing, otherwise his family was going to, uh, to be the loser. Yeah, he does have a good point that he's trying to create a bit more space in his life, which I think lots of us are realising more and more that we need for ourselves and our true friends. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And you've got to work out who, who you are going to invest in. I mean, I, I know, you know, know people. There are people who, who follow me uh, online, but I've never met them before, and it's unlikely I, I will ever meet them. And while I'll do my best to, to help those people where I have time, um, I've got other relationships that I need to invest in. Uh, but it's easy because these kinds of uh, relationships that you have online can get um, in touch with you uh, through multiple means uh, to... Uh, think that those relationships are larger uh, and even more important than the people who are uh, 
uh, around you. And as is the case too often, the people who we love the most are the ones who uh, get gotten most easily. Yeah. And somewhat related, this issue of identity and Facebook and what it can mean for us to be unfriended. Yes. Uh, it's, it's interesting to think, you know, what are the emotions that go on uh, mm. in, our, in our hearts as someone decides that we're, uh, they're not going to be friends with us on Facebook anymore? You don't really have that kind of relationship in, in real life, no, do you? I mean, no. no one says to you, Lee... I think the time has come. We're not going to be friends anymore. Click, you know, you bang. To, yes. Yeah, you just kind of that gradual drifting in that relationship. But Facebook's very kind of clinical. You know, once you, one day you're friends, and, and yet the next day you're not. Mm. The big question around here is what it what it does to our identity when someone um, doesn't want to be our friend uh, anymore, uh, and it raises uh, questions that we need to. Um, ask ourselves around where is our identity found? Is it found in the people that we're friends with as individual people? In the cumulative total of those people, you know, how many friends uh, we have? Yes. Uh, in the types of friends that we uh, engage? And then what's really going on in our hearts? When someone stops being our friend, um, why is that an issue for us? Uh, what 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 really is happening? Why are we impacted so heavily by those kinds of things? Particularly when the people who are unfriending us generally aren't our closest friends. That's right. So, what's it found? This study about the reasons people do unfriend their friends on Facebook. So there are a couple of uh, reasons that were discovered. One is that uh, we don't want to be judged by the friends that we keep. Um, so if there are people who are our friends who might others might look down on, uh, we might get rid of them. Uh, so people who might um, impact on our image. Uh, we want to unfriend people who are excessive posters or updaters, you know, people who are always uploading photos of their baby. You know, <laughs> we want to get rid of those, those people. Uh, we only want a moderate amount of content. Uh, the other reason that it gave is that we want to avoid, I thought this was an interesting one, we want to avoid being uh, influenced by others. Um, so we don't want their thoughts or opinions or lifestyles to have too much of an impact uh, on us. Uh, I think there's a there's a a good thought uh, that goes on here. I think that Facebook can be a uh, have a huge impact on our levels of contentment as it continues to update us with what everyone's doing in their lives, um, and that as we look at those updates, there may be some people that we see who actually cause us to be quite discontent with our own lot with. Um, the life that we are living. Uh, and so it may be wise to, um, uh, to either unfriend that person or to, to stop that person's content from appearing in our Facebook stream. Very interesting dynamics in the human condition and how they intersect with our online and social media world. Steve Kreiger, as always, thank you so much for your insights. Thanks, Lee. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.